Welcome to Get It Right with Mike and Trey. I'm Mike. I'm Trey. And we are so pleased that you're back with us. However you're, however it is you're getting this program. Yeah. If you know. it's your, I know we're on Spotify. On Spotify, and uh, we're working towards iTunes, I think, and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. We so. need your help. We, yes. Yeah. We need to rank higher. We need you to help push this thing higher. That's right. Lift us up, you know. So tell all your friend and family. That's right. High tide raises all boats. So get under us. Get your water under us. I'm not sure how that came out. I was going to say, yeah, I don't know about that. but I just try to, Okay, anyway, just, you know, be careful what you do under my boat. I'm just saying. <laughs> be careful what you touch under my boat. Anyway, that's okay. That's enough of that. Anyway, now, we, we are in Texas. We are in we, Texas. We're in North Texas, Wichita Falls, Texas. That's where we uh, broadcast from, or podcast from, I'm sorry. Yes. We actually broadcast from here, too, we, by we the do, way. We do, yeah. But, but this, is, this is a podcast. Yeah. Um, Famously, and this has been a big story, not only in Texas, but it's all been all over the country because Texas Democrats mm-hmm. went to Washington, D.C. to avoid uh, doing their job here at state capitol yep. and actually got COVID and took COVID up there. Yeah. So that was a big deal a few months, a yeah. few weeks ago. Way to go, kids. But basically what happened is the Texas legislature meets every two years. Yep. Okay. Right now, there is a majority of Republicans in the state, in the Senate and the House, just like the just like the federal government. Okay, difference is that in the Senate they don't have the filibuster rules; they don't have all the same rules right. that they do they do everywhere else. Well, there was a special the during the end of the regular session, the Senate and the House of Texas were trying to come up with election integrity laws. What they're wanting to do is, just like everybody else is doing this all over the country, mm-hmm. making it easier to vote and harder to cheat. That's right. Okay. So the Texas Democrats, at the very end, walked out. They walked out on their duty and basically took a quorum away mm-hmm. to where they could not they could not vote on it. Right. So our governor, Governor Abbott, called everybody back and said, okay, we'll just do this again. We'll have a special session. Mm-hmm. And in Texas, the only person who can call a special session is a governor, and he can put absolutely anything on the agenda he wants. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to have been on the agenda before or not. That's right. So they did that, and what happens? The Texas Democrats gaveled in, then left. Yep. And now they're coming back because there's a lot of pressure. Their constituents are going, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Hanging out up there. By the way, who's paying for all this? Yeah. And we're paying you to be here. We're paying your staffs to be here. This is costing the state money. Right to be in session, and you're out dicking around. Yep. And you need to get your asses back. And there's enough constituents that have apparently told enough of these Democrats where they're coming back. But you still have these crybabies out there that are calling them traitors. They're calling the people, these people traitors for coming back to do the job that they swore an oath to do. That's right. Is that asinine or what? You took an oath to represent your constituents. You took an oath... To be a representative voice in government for these people, and then you turn tail and run. You pull. You pull this chicken shit act of leaving town. Okay, it, enough already. Get back to work. Get it done. You don't want election. The only the only reason anybody would be opposed to election integrity is because they want to cheat. Right. They want the thing to be, they want to be able to manipulate the system, to manipulate the systems in place. They want to be able to do it. And you can't do it. You know, this, 
the boy, this is the one that just got under my skin so bad is the mail-in voting and hearing about how around the country you'd have the polls closed for two, three, four hours. Here comes another big batch of mail-in ballots and they get counted. No, put them in the trash. They should have got here on time. I don't want to hear the excuses. Throw them away. They don't count. The fact is, it, it's not like you're, you're, you're post, you have a minimum time it can be postmarked. No, you can postmark it as soon as you get the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this crap about you, I totally agree with you. This crap about, well, I didn't know or it snuck up on me. Well, too bad. Yeah. Then you don't get to vote. You it's know, your job to take, if you or care that much about voting, if it's that important to you, then get it done. Then get it done. And get, get it done on time. Get it done. Get it done on time and get on the stick. Because the fact of the matter is, and you've said this before, Mike, you're right. I can't show up at 7.05 and beat on the damn door Mm-mm. and say, hey, I, I, I couldn't get in until just now. Dude, you've had days and days of early voting. Mm-hmm. Then you had from 7 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock at night on, vo- on election day. Right. If you can't get it done during that time, don't vote. Yeah, and this is why um, this, this brings up another very important aspect of this. The midterm elections, in, in political terms, it's like tomorrow. It's, it's yeah. you know, months away, November 2022. But in political terms, it's right around the corner. You've already got campaigning starting. You've already got fundraising going on. You've got candidates lining up their, their ducks for this thing. And... It's never been more vital than ever that our side gets our voter base as organized as we possibly can. I'm telling you, conservatives, Republicans, whatever you want to call yourself, I don't care if you have to go rent one of those 18-passenger vans from Hertz or whoever the hell rents cars now and bus people yourself to the polls, but go get them. And get them there on time. I don't care if you're Republican, conservative, or if you're just anti-leftist. Yep. Go vote. By the way. Get your friends and your family out there. How many liberals? I can't believe that there's not, and I'm talking about classic liberals, Mm -hmm. that are not voting Republican right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, you have some of these people that are classic liberals that voted Democrat, and you're going, why? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not a leftist. Right. And the Democrat Party is being pulled so hard to the left. Well, it's, that's what it doesn't make sense you, to me. You still have a very this this I don't and I don't understand why in the year twenty twenty one this is so pervasive. I don't know why we still have this, but you still got these people that will vote Democrat because by God, mom and dad were Democrats. Grandma and grandpa vote Democrat. Great grandma, great yellow dog voted. Democrats is what we call them. You know my my great 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 grandfather was a Southern Democrat. Now I'm going to vote Democrat. Where is this crap still coming from? Exactly. The Democratic Party that you're more than likely, that your grandparents voted for, it ain't the same Democratic Party. No, it's not. (laughs) Even even as socialist as FDR was, and let's be honest, let's be honest, the New Deal, that was was socialism. Yeah, it was. I agree. On steroids. It was. Okay? First of all, FDR did not get this country out of the Great Depression. World War II got us out of the Great Depression. And, you know, FDR did get a lot of cool stuff built. He did. I, I will. I will say he did. That there was a lot of cool stuff built. There were a lot of people that had jobs. But you're right. The it did not pull us out of the Great Depression. No, it did not. But even he was not 
A leftist? Oh my goodness, no. He would roll over in his grave at some of this, at AOC and some of the tra- crap that spews out of her mouth. Yeah. I've got, I've, matter of fact, at the, at the house, I've got an old, you know, you know what the Gideon Bibles are? Oh, yeah. Those little bitty Bibles that the Gideons would always hand the, out. The were, Gideons were famously uh, a group of men yeah. who wanted to spread Christianity through giving Bibles out. Right. And they would give out Bibles. You, you open up almost any hotel drawer. If there's a Bible, a lot of times it says by the place by the, the Gideons. Gideons. Yes. But the Gideon Bibles, a lot of them were New Testament. You're talking about the small New Testament yeah, the Bibles? New, the New Testament Bibles. Um, they were, you know, different colors and all that. I have a little, it's got a purple cover on it. And my uncle John, um, uh, who fought in the Pacific during world war two, my mom's, uh, oldest brother had this in his possession when he came home from the war and he gave it to my mom and she kept it for all those years. Now I've got it. There's an inscription on the inside printed, of course, uh, about the importance of having the Lord's word in your possession and, and, and the importance to the troops of this and, and signed Franklin Delano Roosevelt, oh, yeah. president of the United States. Do you know what would happen? Well, first of all, no Democrat would ever sign off on anything like that today. I, I'm not even sure you could get a Joe Manchin or, or Kristen Sinema or any of those others to do that. There's, there's you know, more middle of the road Democrats. I, I don't think any of them would. But can you imagine what would happen if a Republican president did that and they handed these out to all the troops? Oh, my God. Heads would explode. I mean, oh, yeah. you, you, would, you would see mushroom clouds of brain matter all <laughs> over the place. And it just, they, they would lose it. They would totally, totally lose it, man. But even FDR wasn't a leftist. No, he was a liberal. He but, wasn't a leftist. But the Democratic Party today, it ain't the party of FDR. Hell, it's not even the party of John Kennedy. I don't. It's not the party of Bill Clinton. No, I'll be honest with you. No, Bill. No, Hillary Clinton was super liberal, super leftist. Bill Clinton wasn't a leftist. He was a liberal, but he really wasn't a leftist. Bill Clinton believed in gun control. He believed in, not gun control. He believed in in the Second Amendment. He was anti gun mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of things. He was fiscally conservative. Uh, welfare reform was signed under Bill Clinton. I, I know. It, it, so, so Bill Clinton was not a leftist. He, he caught a, a lot liberal. of heat for that, by the way. Yeah, well, I know he did. He caught a lot of heat for that. But, but, but that he signed it. He did. So that's what I'm getting at. He was, he was not, and he now he's gone more left now because it doesn't matter anymore. He just wanted to chase tail. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you look at his whatever gets him laid, yeah. But if you look at him in the ninety in the nineties, Bill Clinton was not a leftist. He was a liberal, but not a leftist. Yeah, yeah. So. The Democratic so how fast Party. Has it gone, how fast has it gone hard oh, left? If you look in, at it. in a in a generation, yeah, it has completely shifted from a party of liberalism to a party of leftism, and it is deeply, de- very much steeped now in Marxism. Yeah, and so and and that's happened in a generation in about thirty years. And one step for Marxism is. Communism. That's right. We are. I'm, we are on the march to it. So, and you've got we're goose stepping hard. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I, people, you better you better take a hard look at history. You better take a hard look at history. This crap has never succeeded anywhere it's been done. Nope. Great civilizations have collapsed under the weight of their own greed and their own self righteousness. Okay. And you don't get much more greedy and self-righteous than Marxism. You don't get, I mean, the, the, 
the Marxist walks around beating his chest going, I'm a champion for the little guy. I'm here. I'm here to make sure that, that government is, is, is working for you. I'm here to make sure that the people are taken care of. They call it the people's Republic of China. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. If you're a, if you're people in China, you better toe the party line because if you don't, someone's liable to kick your door in at two in the morning and take you away, and you'll never be seen again. That's right. That's how that crap works, and you don't want it here. You don't want any of that here. Absolutely not. But we've got it. We got to get an election election integrity has got to get done. We've got to have these reforms. We've got to make sure that these elections cannot be manipulated, cannot be cheated. We've got to make sure that the vote is honest. And something else that's got to be preserved, and I'm a big believer in let's kill one horse at a time here. We need to get past the midterm elections. But keep this in the back of your mind because I promise you it's going to come up again because they've already tried beating this drum for a while. There There is a serious move on the left to eliminate the Electoral College. Yes. You eliminate the Electoral College... And the President of the United States will forever be elected by only the largest metropolitan centers of America. Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Dallas, Houston. Houston. That's it. We, we, the rest of us, and when I say we, the rest of America will never have another voice in it again. It won't matter. It won't matter. We won't, our, yeah. It won't matter. Well, to put a button up, bow on this, I guess circle back around. Enough Democrats have come back to Texas so there's a quorum now. Yeah. So it looks like election integrity will happen. And by the way, I believe this has probably bit them in the butt because there were some things that they ran out the Democrats didn't want uh-huh. that ran out of time because the session ended. That the Republicans are going to go, okay, we're going to add this in there too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to get more stuff done. Uh, Afghanistan. Oh. Uh, you know, when Tony Blair, when Tony Blair calls you an imbecile, that is saying something. Yep. Tony Blair is not exactly who I would. This is the former prime minister of England. Yeah, He was the Bill Clinton of England. He was the Bill Clinton. Yeah, very much the Bill Clinton of England. Yeah. Except without all the women. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I, I, mean, well, I, don't, he, I, don't, I don't think Tony Blair was a womanizer. I don't think he was I don't a, think a he, lech. Yeah. Uh, he just At least a, he didn't get caught. <laughs> cla- yeah, classic liberal, though. Uh, Tony Blair, not at all a conservative guy. You know, very much, what was he, is it the Labor Party? That's Labor the, Party, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony Blair called this whole thing imbecilic. When Tony Blair starts throwing a word like that around on you, you know you've pissed on a lot of Wheaties. When Tony Blair calls out the President of the United States that way, you know you've tripped over a big landmine. That's right. What and, and and here's the thing, this ought to this ought to give everybody pause and scare you a little bit. Does everybody not understand? Joe Biden is not in charge of his faculties. He damn sure can't shouldn't be in charge of anybody else's. Joe Biden. Joe Biden may be in on the meetings. He may be in the room when the conversations are happening, but the decision making process is not being made by Joe Biden. I don't believe it can be. I don't believe that he has the cognitive capacity at this point to make the call. Well, by the way, he's been shit on foreign foreign affairs his whole career. Who was it, Blinken? Or who was it that said several years ago that Joe Biden's been on the wrong 
side of history on practically every yeah. foreign policy decision. Yeah, I think it was. He he has. And I think that was Blinken, who's now his yeah secretary of state or secretary of state. Yeah, Joe Biden has spent an entire his whole adult life, his whole career has been spent in Washington politics. His whole career has been spent um, making bad decisions with worse information, putting his foot in his mouth putting his hands on little girls and women alike and sniffing hair. Sniff hair. <laughs> you know, this guy has he spent his whole life being the creepy uncle that nobody wants at That's the right. family Absolutely. reunion. Yeah, he, he is a creep. He's a creep. His son's a bigger creep. And now you've got this old man who is clearly eaten up with dementia. And, and anybody that knows anything about dementia, and I do, no, I'm not a doctor, but I damn sure know what it does to people. Because you I've, play one on TV, yeah. And I did stay at a Motel Six once, yeah. uh, but I've I've watched it happen multiple times in my own family. I, I know I say this every time I start this conversation, but I'm trying to reinforce the fact that yes, I do know what I'm talking about. This problem never gets any better; it gets worse daily. Every day it gets worse, and one day, one day, Joe Biden's going to wake up in the White House. In his bed, and in that bed, he's going to stay because he's not going to be able to get out of bed. Yeah. He's not going to have the mental capacity to get out of that bed. And then what are we going to do? That's true. I, 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 we talked about this months ago. We, and the, I think the very first podcast we did, we got into this. I said I didn't think he'd finish out the year as president. Okay, we're we're going into the end of August now. September is literally next week. Yeah, as as of the day that we're recording this, August twenty fourth. By the way, we are. I think there's still a very good chance that Joe Biden is not president on January first, two thousand twenty. I think there's a chance too, and and I think I think this this Afghanistan may be the straw. Here's the thing. <clears throat> Here's what it I've said. It's beyond horrible, Trey. Well, okay. And I'm not, I'm not in favor of us staying in Afghanistan to, to try to occupy Afghanistan. I'm not either. Let, let people kill themselves. But you don't Here's, turn over $85 billion worth of military stuff that, to the damn Taliban. That's exactly right. A, bunch, a bunch of thug terrorists. You don't do that. And, and, and by the way, you get our people out. You don't, you don't ask the Taliban. You say, we're going to move our people out. Here's what I've been saying for several years about Iraq and Afghanistan. If Trey was king, right? Here's what we would do. Bagram Air Force Base in Afghanistan, and then in Iraq or whoever our, whatever our biggest base, some, probably in Baghdad, was, was in Iraq. We would still have bases, just like we do in South Korea, just like we do in England, just like we do in Germany and stuff like that. We would have bases there. What we would have is quick reactionary forces there. We'd have Delta Force, SEAL teams, and that sort of stuff that would be stationed in that, in those, on those bases. Right. Then we would fly sorties, mostly drones, but probably some live sorties around, and we'd fly all over the Middle East. Mm-hmm. We'd fly over people's territory. Mm-hmm. And what we'd be doing is taking pictures and looking, and take, and we have satellite imagery. And when we find anything over there that looks like it would be a terrorist camp or something, we're going to bomb it. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to call Pakistan first and say, may we bomb you. We're going to bomb it. Then we're going to call Pakistan and say, hey, by the way, the big explosion you just heard, that was us. <laughs> Now, cut it out. 
and and what we got to do is we have to do that and yeah. and and just tell everybody up front this is what we're going to do mm-hmm. this is how we're going to do it we're not going to get involved in your local politics mm-hmm. we're not going to get involved in your civil war but we are going to do this and by the way we're going to gather intelligence cuz the problem is now we if we pull completely out of Afghanistan now we have no intelligence there and like i said i'm not talking about leaving people in afghanistan and occupying force i'm talking about occupying our one base and flying missions and have enough people there to competently defend that base and to react in case the shit does hit the fan somewhere. Yeah. That we've got a thousand troops on the ground plus all the advanced weaponry that we have. And we could put, yeah. I don't know, F 18s or F 16s or whatever in the air. And we can just blow the hell out of anything we have to. Have you seen the list of stuff that we've left behind? Oh my God. M wraps, Humvees, uh, 200 aircraft to include helicopters. Uh, was it Apache helicopters? Apache, yeah. Um, th- millions of rounds of ammunition, hundreds, Guns. I think 700,000 plus fully automatic weapons of, of various types. Yeah, I just left it. And just walked off and left it. Yeah. Thanks a lot, taxpayer. Uh, you know, it's $85 billion and counting. The well, number's probably closer to $100 billion, Here's the crazy thing. Democrats want to take your guns and mine, but they want to give the guns to the goddamn to Af- Afghanistan to the Taliban? Crazy. Crazy. And we spent 20 years over there, y'all. We spent 20 years in Afghanistan. We lost Americans lost lives over there. Allies lost lives over there. Afghani people, once again, Afghani people were, that were working with us yes. lost lives and That's families right. over That's there. That's right. You've got your look. You've got a percentage of people in Afghanistan that embrace the Taliban. They want hardline Islamic rule. Oh yeah, they want it. They don't want democracy. They don't want freedom. They don't want what we have. They want what they've always had. You got those, and then you've got those people. Uh, you, you've got a lot of Afghan Christians over there that are being slaughtered now. They will be turned into slaves. Mm-hmm. Women and children being raped and mutilated. Men having their heads cut off. We've created a damn mess. It's crazy. That I don't know we'll ever be able to clean up. And furthermore, 20 years over there, and we we bring in all this hardware. We put billions of dollars in hardware on the ground. And the moment we say we're pulling out of there, the the Afghan military just folds up like a cheap suit. And the Taliban's in charge again. I think there's one little region, I think, in the south that they don't yet control. Just, just one. It's not very big, but the but the Taliban is now in control fully of of ninety percent. Ridiculous. Ninety percent of Afghanistan, yeah. and they did it in about a week. And here's the thing: Joe Biden keeps going back and defending the. I don't want to be the next president to leave to, for Americans to shed blood and stuff. Okay, I think I think most Americans are on on board with let's get out of Afghanistan. But not, but not like this. No, no. Not a complete cluster. No. And then, by the way, you hear Biden and Harris both this last week. Yeah. By the way, it is the uh, 24th. I don't know where you're going to be listening to this. Biden and Harris both laughing at bad news. Yeah. Biden, they, somebody told him during one of his few press conferences, by the way, guy will hardly ever take questions and says, hey, did you hear that, that Americans disapprove of the way you're handling Afghanistan and everything? He gets that big stupid smile on his face and, <laughs> you know, and then Harris is walking through it to a plane 
and a reporter starts asking her about Afghanistan, and she starts with that, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, that, These people are insane. Yeah. That this cackle. shit is no laughing matter. It's, it's, there's nothing funny about any of this. There's nothing funny about this at all. You've, you've pissed away 20 years of effort. And, and my, one of my big frustrations, and I, look, full disclosure, I've never served in the military. I've never been in a combat zone. I only know about this stuff, what I'm told by friends and acquaintances, people that I've met that have been there, right. that have been in the middle of this. I mean, in the middle of it, okay? But it would seem to me the only way you win a war against someone like the Taliban, a band of probably very well-organized terrorists, murderous thugs, you go in with a scorched earth policy. That's right. You go in there with one goal. We're going to kill them. Winning hearts and minds, you don't win the hearts and minds of people like the Taliban. No. You kill them. And why, why when they were advancing on uh, the air on uh, the airport, why the hell do we just start dropping bombs on them outside? They'll quit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's what I know. Vaporize a few thousand. Yeah. I, I, there are people that are those special people. The, uh, of course, the, uh, that are the suicide bombers. Yeah. They're willing to kill themselves for it. Sure. Okay. Osama bin Laden would send hundreds of people out for suicide bombs, but that's of a bitch wasn't going to strap a bomb on and kill himself. No. No. And most of those people won't. They'll be happy to send people out, but they're not going to do it themselves. Yeah. And so you start killing a bunch of them, people are going, eh, these guys are serious. They're yeah. actually dropping bombs on us. Yeah. 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 We could have stopped that advance. Yeah. Dropped a few bombs and then go back and say, okay, you guys want to cool it right now until we get this done? And then, by the way, we're asking the Taliban, we're asking them if we can extend. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, if do you we don't have to have, get their permission, just take care of them. Yes. Just waste them. Do we have to have 5,000 troops over there right now and, and all the advanced weaponry around to just say, hey, Taliban, we're not going to cut and run like the, no. like the Afghani forces no. did. No, the only love a terrorist ever deserves from this country is a bullet. That's right. Period. That's Crazy. it. Wipe them off the face of the earth. Period. And Joe Biden, piss poor, piss poor way to get get our people out of, out of Afghanistan and then try to go and defend it. Well, to sit there and defend the bullshit you did. But, but again, you've got, the, you've got the people in charge within the Biden administration oh, sure. that are pulling the strings here. Those people, they need to go too. Oh, absolutely. They need to be gone too. These are dangerous people. And they've put us in a dangerous situation, and and the the troops that's the, the, that still remain over there now. I want you to think about this. We've handed fully automatic weapons, tanks, MRAPs, and aircraft, bombs, rocket propelled grenades, and the delivery mechanisms for those rocket propelled grenades, and night vision goggles. I, I think it's over 100,000 pairs of night vision goggles or something like Some crazy number like that. Trey, do you know how that changes the dynamic of the fight oh, yeah. between our forces and them? Yeah, we we still have better training and we have better people, but they now have our weapons. So, yeah, you might be able to beat them, but you're going to take higher losses. You're going to take higher losses. Now, now we're putting people even more in harm's way yeah. than we were before. This is a mess of astronomical proportions. And I, I think Jimmy Carter can officially say now that he is definitely no longer 
the worst president America ever had. Well, I think Jimmy Carter and Barack Obama were on par, but yeah, I agree. I think yeah. Carter still probably was the worst, but yeah, no, this is this is by far the worst. Well, his his little Iran failure, yeah, in the the, the uh, rescue of the hostages, yeah. as bad as that was, that pales in comparison to this. Yeah, the hostages got rescued by by electing Ronald Reagan. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Well, because they 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 realized they realized at that moment. And speaking of that, you know, Reagan. Uh, in 1986, when Muammar Gaddafi acted up, yep. what did Reagan do? We dropped a bomb on him. Dropped a bomb on him. Yep. I think we killed one of his kids. Killed one of his kids. We thumped him, and we thumped him hard. And you didn't hear a peep out of Muammar Gaddafi no. for years. Nope. Years. Uh-uh. So, anyway, there's that. You want to talk about the Zuby thing? Yeah. This is pretty interesting. Let's go ahead Let's go ahead and hit on that. we got a, we got a few minutes here. Yeah. Okay, if you don't know, Zuby... Now, Zuby is a rapper, so Mike would know that. He probably knows all his songs. Cause Mike, as you can tell, Mike, Mike and I are way into rap. But no. Yeah. Apparently, there's this guy. I never heard of this guy before this. But he is a pretty interesting guy. I listened to him on a podcast. I think Joe Rogan interviewed him. Mm. And he's a very he's an interesting guy. He's a, He started life as a rapper, but he's kind of turned into more of an influencer, and he does all kinds of stuff. But he he's a pretty smart person. He grew up in England. By the way, he's, he said, I'm not moving back to the U.K., I'm moving to America or some other place. I'm not living under that that craziness there anymore. Uh, these are the 20 things he's learned or had confirmed by humanity about doing about during the pandemic. Number one, most people would rather be in the majority than be right. Correct. Yeah. At least 20 percent of the population is a strong authoritarian tendencies, which will emerge under the right conditions. Mm. Agreed with that. Yeah. Fear of death is only rivaled by the fear of social disapproval. The latter would be stronger. Yeah. People are people are so afraid to be called outcasts these days. Yeah. Propaganda, this is number four. Propaganda is just as effective in the modern day as it was 100 years ago. Access to limitless information has not made the average person any wiser. You said that in our last podcast, and you're <laughs> sure absolutely right. You sure did. Anything and everything can be can and will be politicized by the media, government, and those who trust them. Yep. Number six, many politicians and large corporations will gladly sacrifice human lives if it's conducive to their political and financial aspirations. I think that's spot on. Yep. Most people right now, we're seeing Afghanistan. Joe, Joe Biden is willing to cut, cut and run and, kill, and let people die for political reasons there. Uh, number seven, the most people that believe... Most people believe that the government acts in the best interest of the people, even many of those vocal critics of the government. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there are a lot of people that think the government acts in the best interest of the people, and I don't know that it always does. Obviously, mm-hmm. it doesn't. No, it clearly does not. Number eight, once they have made up their mind, most people would rather commit to being wrong rather than admit they're wrong. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Number nine, humans can be trained and conditioned quickly and relatively easily significantly alter their behaviors for better or worse. Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. Number 10, when, that's why it goes back to push back. Say no. If it's bullshit, push back on it. That's right. Okay? Every time. Number 10, when sufficiently frightened, most people will not accept a third, will not only accept authoritarianism, but they demand it. Yeah. We've talked about this many times, Mike. Yep. yep. People are saying, don't, don't just tell me what to do. Tell me more what to do. Yeah. Rule part more of my life. And by the way, tell the some bitches that live next door to me what to do, and the people who live down the street what to do. And and by the way, government, I'll tell on them for you. Yeah, 
I'll rat, I'll rat them out if they don't follow your, your doctrine. Number 11, people who are dismissed as conspiracy theorists are often well-researched and simply ahead of the mainstream narrative. Yeah. Imagine that. I think you and I have been, been, had that conspiracy theorist thrown at us plenty of times. Yep. Number 12, most people value safety and security more than freedom and liberty. Yep. And the word safety is merely an illusion. I don't know how many times I've said that, that safety is merely an illusion. That's right. There's a, there's a great line mm-hmm. in the movie Days of Thunder, mm-hmm. of all things, great movie with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, where Nicole Kidman says, illusion, control is an illusion. You don't have any, we don't have any control of our bodies or what's going on inside our bodies, let alone on a racetrack with 25 other egomaniacs or whatever. But the point is right. Mm-hmm. We're all, there are people right now who you're dying, you're dying inside and you don't know and you can't control it. That's right. Yeah. Number 13, hedonic adaptation, adaptation occurs in both directions. Once inertia sets in, it's difficult to get people back to normal. Eh, I don't know about that. Uh, number 14, a significant percentage of people thoroughly enjoy being subjugated. I agree with that. Yeah. That goes back to people just... I don't understand it. Number 15, the science has evolved into a secular pseudo-religion for millions of people in the West. Yep. This religion has little to do with science itself. Number 16, most people care more about looking like they're doing the right thing rather than actually doing the right thing. Yep. A la masks. Yes. Virtue signaling. Yeah. I'm wearing a mask. Yes. So I'm I'm... I'm vaccinated and I believe in the vaccine and all this, but I'm going to wear a mask anyhow because I want to show you that I care about you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Number 17, politics, the media, science, and the healthcare industries are all corrupt to varying degrees. Scientists and doctors can be bought easily as politicians. That is true. Ah, uh, a la Fauci. You got that. And then him coming out and saying, if you disagree with me, you're disagreeing with science. Yeah. What kind of narcissism bullshit is that? Oh, he's a. His ego shows up 10 minutes before he does. Number 18, if you make it c- people comfortable enough, they will not revolt. You can keep millions docile as you strip their rights by giving them money, food, and entertainment. Yep. God, these guys so spot on. Number 19, modern people are overly complacent and lack vigilance when it comes to defending their own freedoms from government overreach. Yep. No shit. That's why you have to listen to people like Mike and I. We've been screaming about this for years right. on the radio yep. and now on podcast about this pushback. Stay vigilant. Been telling people for two decades now. Yes. Yeah, you yeah, you have. Number 20, it's easier to fool a person than to convince them that they've been fooled. Yeah. I totally agree. And then a bonus thought, most people are fairly compassionate and have good intentions. I agree with that. As a result, most people deeply struggle to understand that some people, including our leaders, quote unquote, can have malicious or perverse intentions. So I agree. I think most people are good people. Um, and, and sometimes it is, it's, it's called transference. You, a classic example of transference, uh, JC Penney years ago used to, used to give everybody a test. I know we're going long, but this is important. Yep. The test was one of the tests. One of the questions in the test was out of 10 people, how many people steal? And out of 10 people, how many customers steal? How many people employees steal? Let me tell you something. If you, if you say that 8 out of 10 people steal, 
Yes, ain't getting hired. <laughs> because it's called transference. We, yeah. we, we, as human beings, we want, we're desperate for people to agree with us. Right. Whether, whether you think you are or not, I believe, believe me, you want people to agree with you. That's why people that are Ford people are, by God, I'm a Ford person. Everybody should drive a Ford or a whatever, Coca-Cola and Pepsi yeah. and all of that shit. It's because people, we tend to transfer that onto people. So there's times that if I have somebody who has anxiety, I think everybody has anxiety mm-hmm. or, or whatnot. And so that's right. And so what, what the thing is, we believe that people have good intentions and the people that have good intentions mm-hmm. believe that everybody should have good intentions and you get burned. Mm-hmm. And until you get burned, you believe that people have good intentions. Yep. Well, unfortunately we've got, I hate to keep beating the media up here, but we've got a media out here that uh, simply will not stop with the fear-mongering. They are feeding the monster. They know they're feeding the monster, and they're doing it on purpose. It's making them money. It's, well, it's, they're making money hand over fist. They've, they have made millions, billions, in fact, the networks have. Just by keeping you scared out of your damn pants. Well, and the fact of the matter is, CNN and the, they, what would CNN do once Trump left? They had nothing to talk about. No, no. CN, CNN is uh, a sad caricature of its former self. Yeah. Very sad, to say the least. We're out of time. We'll have another edition of Get It Right with Mike and Trey coming up very soon. Be looking for that. Be sure to subscribe this, like this, share this with everybody you know. We really appreciate it. We need you to get help get the word out about the show. Until next time, take care. We'll see you down the road.